Well, hello, church family. I hope you are well. I hope you continue to quarantine yourselves and stay safe. I hope you continue to pray and read the Bible uh, because this is what we need to do, especially so during this stressful time. I'm focusing today's podcast on prayer. What do we need to know about prayer? How has God indicated to us that we need to pray? Jesus taught us about prayer uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Uh, And there we have the well-known Lord's Prayer. And so Jesus has demonstrated in this prayer just how he expects us to communicate with the Father. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And this is typical of Jesus in the way that he gives us a paradigm and does it in a few words, but does it with such a profound way of thinking. And so what you see here is that for the Christian, the first lesson for us is that our prayer should first be about God's interest. Nothing comes before God's interest. Uh, After we pray first for his will, both in heaven and on earth being done, after that come other interests, which can include work, family, home, finances, and even health and safety. But that only takes place after we first pray for the will of God uh, in this world and in heaven. And so Jesus told us to pray first for God's kingdom and his will in this world. Um, And I have uh, something that I found that I think is, is very appropriate on this very issue. Uh, And first of all, that relates uh, to a verse in Matthew 28, verse 20, in which Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What a promise that is. And so the story that I have for you relates uh, to about 100 years ago when David Livingstone returned to his native Scotland after 16 difficult years as a missionary and explorer in Africa. His body, as a result of those missionary trips, was emaciated by the ravages of some 27 fevers that had coursed through his veins during those years of service. His left arm hung useless at his side, the results of his being mangled by a lion. And so speaking to the students at Glasgow University, he said, shall I tell you what sustained me during the hardship and loneliness of my exile, it was Christ's promise, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the day, age. And that's the promise of ours as well. No matter what trials we face, Christ never leaves us. He is with us every step of the way. And that's why we pray, because we stay connected to God, uh, in which we understand that process and understand that he is with us. And so our whole life is found in these positions of these petitions, in only a few words. Uh, God's will first, and then our needs in that order. And our physical and spiritual needs are covered in this prayer, which includes our safety and health, our daily bread, but it does not include superfluous desires in life. 
Jesus does not ask God to satisfy whatever our wants are. Rather, we are told to ask for the necessities, our daily bread, day by day, our health and safety, part of that as the priority for God. This prayer demonstrates in a few words that God cares for our bodies and well-being. Second, God wants us to live one day at a time, meaning moment to moment, as we demonstrate to a lost world what it means to be a Christian. And now all of us currently, I believe, are learning that lesson well, learning to live moment by moment. And so we need to become fully dependent upon God and not become obsessed about tomorrow. Yes, we're concerned about our health. Yes, we're concerned about this world. But yet we know that God holds us in his hand. He will not allow harm coming to us. Uh, this is his sovereign will. Uh, and, and God is also concerned about our spiritual nourishment. Uh, Jesus was, was always concerned about our spiritual life, uh, and that is why we need to study the scriptures in addition to prayer. So we come to Christ fulfilling, and he never disappoints. At the same time, it is our responsibility to pray for others, to pray for this lost world uh, in a very profound way. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's an example in the Bible and scripture about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be sold out to God, even during stressful times. Turn to Isaiah 33, if you would. Verse 14. The sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling grips the godless. Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burning? He who walks righteously and speaks what is right, who rejects gain from extortion and keeps his hand from accepting bribes, who stops his ears against plots of murder and shuts his eyes against contemplating evil. This is the man who will dwell on the heights, whose refuge will be the mountain fortress. His bread will be supplied and water will not fail him. What a powerful promise that is for the children of God who live uh, in a state of righteousness uh, within the will of God. And so that's the lesson for us here uh, as we see how God promises that. And God also talks about answered prayer in Matthew chapter 7. If you would read that as well with me, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. And what you have to understand here is that these are prayers that Christ makes for us that depends upon us being the children of God. So first, we must be God's children before we can come to God and expect our prayers to be answered. Second, as God's children, we are invited to come. Third, God delights to answer those who come as we come in prayer as a spiritual family. Um, and so this is the paradigm that God has given us. We can only communicate to our God through prayer, and we must do that in the way that he has taught us. First, honor to him, glory to him, asking that his will be done for this world and in heaven. Then, finally, for others, for their needs, for, for, and then finally for ourselves. Uh, so we ask for health, 
safety and and protection. And God will answer those prayers uh, because this is exactly what he has promised us. Uh, I want you all, if you would, to turn to James chapter 5, verse 16, which says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's the promise of God that's written right from Scripture in the first century church by the half-brother of Jesus Christ. Uh, And I believe it's right on point 2,000 years later as it relates to us. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Your prayers will be answered. Maybe not today, but maybe tomorrow. But those prayers will be answered. They will be heard by God. I want to close with another story that that I read that I think is uplifting. And that is about the great theologian John Knox. Uh, and John Knox prayed, and the results caused Queen Mary to say that she feared the prayers of John Knox more than she feared all the armies of Scotland. John Wesley prayed, and revival came to England, sparing that nation the horrors of the French Revolution. John Edwards, Jonathan Edwards, the great theologian in America, prayed, and revival spread throughout the American colonies. So history has changed time after time because of prayer. Uh, and I tell you, history could be changed again if people went to their knees in believing prayer so that even when times are bleak and the world scorns God, he still works through the prayers of his people. And so I encourage you all to begin to pray multiple times a day. Pray that God intervenes in your life Pray that his will is honored in this world. Pray for those around who are lost. Pray for your safety, yes, uh, and, and God will answer that. And he will answer all those prayers that come to him uh, through his saints. Let's close in, in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for the people in our church. I thank you for their commitment to you, Father. I ask you now that you continue to ignite their hearts, to let this message resonate in their hearts, that they have a greater peace and confirmation that prayer is the way to go and that we need to do this constantly, even as we walk in this world, not only to pray for for those around us, but first and primarily to pray for your will. Let your will be done. We don't understand the nature of what we're going through, but we bow before your throne and we ask that your will take place. And so, Lord, confirm and conform us in every possible way to the desires of your heart. Lord, be with our people and continue to protect them. We put all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you, church.